Welcome to episode 97 of the Daniel Yours Podcast, 2022 Holiday Fitness Guide. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode number 97. It's getting up there. We're getting close to the big 100 for whatever that's worth. And uh, if you're not watching the video of this podcast, you're missing out on some festive lighting, red light and green light behind me. Happy holidays. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever else you're celebrating. Uh, I hope you get to spend time with your family and do the things that you love and enjoy all the things that you deserve to enjoy. But today we'll talk about the fitness of the holidays, the fitness guide, nutrition guide, and and really I'll probably title this episode or something in the title, how to not get fat for Christmas. And while that sounds maybe a little bit harsh, if you uh, if you're new here, just get used to some <laughs> some real truth. And uh, if you're not, then you you should expect nothing less. But you know, I've talked about this every single holiday. There's always this conversation of oh, how do I limit fat gain or limit the damage that I'm going to do throughout the holidays? And I can't stop eating, and I have so many obligations and Christmas parties and work party and so much food and alcohol and things happening and I always gain weight during the holidays. How do I stop that? Well, we talk about this all the time, but it, it always bears repeating because these things are always coming up. There's always another holiday, another birthday, another something, and we have to have some strategies to to get through it because it's just a part of life. Now, many people gain just a few pounds over the holidays every year. There's there's sort of a misconception about how a lot of people gain weight. Now, of course, this is drawing a, a huge generalization and it's a little bit different for everyone. But there are a lot of people who steadily gain weight just all the time. But there are also a lot of people who basically maintain their weight all year round and then through the holidays and say like Thanksgiving or American Thanksgiving right through to New Year's, gain... An amount of weight that's really not even that much. It might even be less than five pounds, like three pounds. And then they just don't lose that. But if you gain three pounds a year times 10 years, that's 30 pounds. And that's a significant amount of weight. Your clothes will fit different. You'll feel different, different health outcomes. You'll look significantly different. If you just put on 30 pounds, like in one day, you would, you would obviously notice that a 30 pound change is a, is a large amount. So how do we avoid this waking up one day, 10 years down the road? And oh my God, how did I gain 30 pounds? What happened? Well, it starts with not gaining the three pounds per year in the first place. And or if you do gain those three pounds, how do you then lose them after? So that's what I kind of want to just or why I want to continue to cover this. And I'll, I'll probably put out an episode like this every year because it's just it just bears repeating and it's something that we'll all struggle with. And we all you know hear these messages in different ways and at different times. And it hits us based on different things that's going on in our life. And so we all we always need to repeat uh, the same the same messages until it, until it sticks and we get it over with and things that you can share with your friends as well. So again, if you're if you're not new here, you already know what I'm going to say about about most of these things. My real advice on how to not gain weight through the holidays is this: worry about your diet and exercise for the rest of the fifty years or the fifty weeks of the year. I was hoping to make that a clip and hopefully I could get that like get that in one shot. But <laughs> my real advice is this. For the remaining 50 weeks of the year or the previous 50 weeks of the year, worry about your health and fitness and your diet, be on point with your training and all that stuff. If you didn't worry about it before, then why would you start worrying about it now during the holidays? It's very silly, it's very illogical. And if you've been on point for the rest of the time, the rest of the year, the other 50 weeks, then you've got nothing to worry about because you're going to 
go through the holidays so you can enjoy yourself you do your thing and then you just get right back on track afterwards and that's really that's my real advice so if you don't worry about it the rest of the time i don't know why you would start worrying about it now again it's very illogical um, but you're not really going to make or break any any progress if you haven't been paying attention to anything anyways. So just because it's highlighted, it's in the media, you see more posts about it, you see you know, articles from mainstream news sites and your favorite daytime TV show uh, talk talk shows and like these kind of things. Uh, I think that's kind of why it comes up. But if you haven't worried about it, continue to just not worry about it and do your thing. And if you have been on point with all your stuff, then you've got nothing to worry about. So in reality, not all that much to worry about. If you've been good the rest of the year and been making progress towards your goals, then basically you can just you know shut this episode off, share it with a friend maybe who doesn't pay attention to their stuff, and uh, go about your holidays, enjoy it. See you back in the gym January second. Uh, but if for everyone else who doesn't pay attention the rest of the time, uh, let's talk about how to do some some damage control because that's really what this is all about. I'm not one of those people that's going to be here. And say like, okay, you should continue counting your calories and keeping a super clean diet and don't do anything you wouldn't do. And like, obviously that's kind of silly and like useless advice because you're not going to do that. Neither am I and neither is more most people. Um, So it's damage control. That's what we really got to focus on. I picked out five things I think that are, are the biggest things that are tangible that you can reasonably do that are things that will move the needle. And so let's, let's go through them. The first and, and I think this is the, the, the biggest thing that you can do through the holidays is to limit or altogether eliminate alcohol. It's probably one of, if not the highest sources of just total calories. And we're not going to get into the whole conversation about, about weight gain, but weight gain works by consuming more calories than you expend. If you're eating more than you move, then you'll gain weight. If the opposite, then you'll lose weight. If you're drinking a lot, there are calories in alcohol. Different alcohols, different alcoholic beverages have different amounts of calories based on the ingredients, but the alcohol portion of it itself has seven calories per gram of alcohol. Um, not something that I would recommend counting. Like, don't count the alcohol, the calories of your of your alcohol, and don't count calories of anything during Christmas and New Year's, frankly. But just understand that there are greater than zero and a significant amount because it's not like it's filling you up really, where you you feel full. You've had a chicken breast and you feel full. You didn't have like a you know a shot of tequila and you don't feel full. You can just you know keep <laughs> keep going. It's not something you think about, but it's often missed. The other side of all the alcohol is that it obviously destroys your sleep. Your recovery is worse. Like all of these things are worse, and and that's not good. But then the worst part about it is that it leads to worse decisions the next day. Very few people, you know, wake up the next morning after a, a night of drinking and you and you feel like eating something healthy. No, you want like greasy breakfast food or or something like that. And you're just more tired, more tired, and more stressed leads to worse food decisions as usual. And this goes throughout time, and and it. it, it it's not just with alcohol, but it's with everything. And this is another one of the reasons why sleep is so important because it helps you to function optimally and be thinking correctly all the time. And so when you're not doing that, then you're going to make less good choices and less good choices with food leads to more fat gain. And then the the cycle just continues in downward spiral. Another thing, and everyone obviously knows this, is basically the point of drinking alcohol, is that it lowers your inhibitions. Inhibitions to what? Many things. I hope you don't make too many bad decisions. Definitely don't do anything dangerous or silly or stupid. Like, Do not drink and drive. Don't do those kind of things. 
separate conversation altogether. But as far as your inhibitions in regards to food, you may go into the evening thinking, okay, I'm not going to overeat. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have any of these snacks. I'm not going to overdo it on dessert. You start drinking and you start not caring about those inhibitions that you had before you got to the house. And now you've had a few drinks in you and you're like, yeah, I will have an extra piece of this. I will have an extra piece of that. I'll have a few handfuls of this. And before you know it, you've consumed an extra thousand calories without even really knowing it. You also get, you know, there's snacking when you're drinking your chips and pretzels and nuts, and whatever. And whether it's healthy or not, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not that it, no one's snacking on cucumber slices while they're drinking. And if you are, I mean, great, but probably not that fun of a drinking partner, <laughs> but you're not snacking on healthy stuff while you're, while you're drinking for the most part. So, and even if you were, if you're just overdoing it totally, like you can still get fat by eating healthy foods, you're way less likely to, which we'll talk about in a second, but you're overeating and that's really the name of the game. So avoid or limit alcohol uh, as best as you can. I'm not saying I, I won't be totally eliminating alcohol. I don't drink all that much really anyways, especially these kind of like parties and stuff or family events and whatever. Um, but you don't have to overdo it. There's no need to overdo it. And especially if you know that you're going to have like trouble with food and things like that, and it's going to ruin some days ahead or afterwards, then try your best to limit it and just go into the night with a game plan. I'm going to have two drinks or three drinks and that's it. I'm not going to just by accident or unknowingly have seven drinks. So go in with a game plan and stick to that game plan. Be, be an adult. Thing number two, do not stop training. Drag yourself to the gym and get like a half-assed shitty workout in just a walk on the treadmill, a stretch session, do one set of bench press, like just whatever it is, do something, do not stop training. And this, again, all of this, keep this in mind with every one of these points that I'm going to make throughout this episode is this is about damage control. This is not about making progress. And this is about people who struggle to not, who, who struggled with gaining weight through the holidays. We're just trying to undo some of these things or, or damage control. So just get in any amount of workout. You're probably not going to be making a whole lot of progress over these next two weeks, unless you're super disciplined, which you, you probably won't be. And rightfully so but you just got to get anything in. And even on the day of, of the celebration, Christmas Eve, you know, whatever, whatever celebrations you have, the days where you're going to have the, the big meals, make sure you get a hard training session in on those days. This is not, it's not going to totally offset it. And just because you did a hard workout, I promise you with everything that you are going to be eating more calories than you burn in your workout. Unless you're going to go to the gym for like four hours, which I highly do not recommend you're not burning off the 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 uh, to, enough calories to offset whatever it is that you're going to going to eat what it will do though is one it will make you feel emotionally less guilty that you've somewhat earned it that you went to the gym and you put in a solid effort today um, and you somewhat earned it which is important because you don't want to feel down about yourself you feel down about yourself and then you snack more and then it's just again vicious spiral downwards another thing that continuing to train even half-assed will do is just to keep you in routine it's it's you've worked so hard to maintain this routine or to get up to this routine of going to the gym regularly every tuesday and thursday or whatever days it is that you work out try not to do things that are going to throw off that schedule now also keep in mind we've been we've been lucky this year we are very lucky this year that 
Christmas and New Year's both fall on weekend days. So it shouldn't interrupt your schedule as much as usual. If Christmas falls on like a Wednesday, well, you know, you usually do your your, your work on a typical Wednesday and you maybe you go to the gym on Wednesdays or whatever other stuff you do and it just throws off the schedule, which is which is fine. But this year we don't have that happening. We have the Christmas on the weekend and and so you can consider it as just like a normal like overindulgent weekend almost and try to keep your normal routine Monday to Friday between it. Um, which is huge. So trying to, trying to maintain that routine. Another thing that you're going to benefit from continuing to train is if you've been in like a muscle building phase and you're continuing to train this added stimulus of more calories is going to help bump up your, uh, your, your, your total calories, caloric surplus to be able to keep putting on muscle. So if you've been struggling to eat, this might, you know, help bump you up a little bit. Um, and, and for, for whatever that's worth, I, that's why I always think like the end of the year is good to sort of work on putting on muscle just because there is so much more social, so, so many more social events and you can put those extra calories to use rather than being nervous and upset about them or having to restrict yourself and being at holiday parties and worrying about putting on weight. And like, if your point, if your goal is to be putting on weight in the form of muscle mass throughout this time of year, then you can be a little bit more content with overeating because that's kind of what you're trying to do. So I'm a big fan of getting workouts in on the day of for, for that guilt reason. And also it just feels good to, to get a solid workout in you, you, your, your workouts should feel more fueled. You, you, you are more fueled cause you're eating more. Um, but the, the thing that I like about it also is that it gets you more hungry and food is more satisfying after you've had a hard workout and you feel like you can eat more of the good stuff. So I always like when I can, sometimes scheduling doesn't work out, but like the morning of, uh, of Christmas Eve, which is probably the biggest meal for us or, or Christmas day in my family, it's back to back. Uh, but I try and get a big workout in both of those days or at least one of them just so I feel, and I you just feel better. So don't stop training throughout like the next couple of weeks and uh, definitely try and train on the days that you are going to be overindulging. And I think that's going to, that's going to help with all the things that I just mentioned. So at the actual meal, Christmas dinner, whatever dinner you're, you're having, prioritize protein on your plate. This is painfully obvious and repetitive. You should be prioritizing protein in your diet all year round, all the time. None of these lessons are like, or none of these tips are like things that don't apply to other times of the year, but just, you know, highlight them for the purposes of this. When you fill your dinner plate, fill it with, uh, you know, fish or turkey or roast beef or ham or whatever, whatever it is that you and your family eat at, at holiday dinners, put that stuff on your plate first, fill up most of your plate with fat, then fill it up with vegetables and then add your carbs and stuff on, uh, on top. Higher protein keeps you fuller, longer, less hungry for junk after, more satiating, and it's way harder for the body to store protein as fat versus storing carbs or fats as body fat. So that's just a simple and obvious one, and nobody has ever like overeaten turkey or roast beef. Like it's very hard. You you could obviously do it conceivably, but you won't as far as eating too many calories, but you can way overeat on rice or pasta or, or whatever other stuff, carby stuff, especially. So prioritize protein. You have all that protein. You're going to be less hungry for junk later. Um, and it'll just fuel you better and you'll feel better. You'll feel like less crap for having more protein in. And again, 
always aim for more protein in your diet. One gram per pound is a good place to aim for. If you fall a little short of that, that's okay. But just aim for that as just a general rule of thumb, kind of like all year round and fill your plate up with protein first. On the note of food, number four on today's list, don't fill your dessert plate up like an unsupervised child. I have some younger cousins who are not so young anymore, but when they were younger, I would, and I was older, I'm like more than 10 years older than some of my youngest cousins. I would notice that they would like, and I, I'm sure I did this as a kid too, no, no doubt about it, but you know, we have buffet style desserts and my family definitely overdoes it in desserts. There's always multiple cakes and types of cookies and different things and which is amazing. But you know, the kids go and get it and they fill up a, a plate and it's like a mountain of, of cookies and cake and one of everything and two of some things and big piles of whatever. And, you know, the, the plate, it like weighs more than they do. <laughs> and so they are quite literally in those moments, like unsupervised children filling their plate, right? My mom would say, oh, go, go fill your dessert plate. You're a big boy. Go do it yourself. And so, you know, as a little eight-year-old boy, I'm going to go and put as much cookies as I think I can eat on that plate. But, you know, you're an eight-year-old boy. You can't actually eat that much. You take one bite of everything and then you leave half it on the plate. Adults, you listening, don't do that. Don't fill your dessert plate like an unsupervised child. Here's another thing. If you have children, don't finish your kids' plates. I know that this is a big one, and this is something that I don't think that we really realize or, or talk about all that much. I don't have children, of course, but I know that many of my clients who do have children, I ask them about this, and it's always like, oh, yeah, I ate like a normal amount, but then like, you know, my daughter didn't finish this, my son didn't finish that, and I just kind of pick at their plates, and then you know, you combine the leftovers on the kids' plates and it turns into another full plate. And that's a one of these sneaky kind of sources of, of food intake that you didn't think about it because you didn't plan on it, but it just happened and it just looked like a few things here and there, a few nibbles, but these nibbles add up when, when there's, especially when there's multiple children and over the course of the night and especially with the amount of dessert that uh, that an unsupervised child would be allowed to, to or, or will be wanting to put on their plate. So how to approach dessert? I'm not saying don't have any dessert. If you know me, that's absolutely not anything I would ever say. Like I love dessert just as much as anyone else, and if not more, take small amounts of things. Take one piece. Take a half. No one, no one like it's okay to take a half cookie. Cut it in half with a knife. Break it in half. Whatever. Take a half. Take a small piece. Take one thing at a time until you realize what you actually want. And also, don't forget that you're an adult. And you can say no. If you really filled up to your limit, if you really don't want it, if you're really worried about you know packing on calories and, and gaining weight and whatever, you can say no. If you're not in a place where you feel like you can indulge just a little bit and you know that if you go a little bit, you're going to go way overboard, then you've got to be the adult and be strong enough to say no to that and just not, not indulge because... If you can't do that, you can't also complain about the consequences of your actions. Like it's it's one or the other. We can't these things don't happen by accident. Weight gain is unfortunately not an accident. It is it's not necessarily one's fault. It's not your fault. But no one is putting that cookie in your hand or no one's putting that second cookie in your mouth on your plate, whatever. We do have the ability to make these choices and control these things. Sometimes it's difficult and there are so many other factors, but at the end of the day, you've got to make that decision, right or wrong, yes or no, to do the things that you want and to get the outcomes that you want. Now, there's going to be people who listen to this 
or or other coaches who would talk about this and and people who are the the if it fits your macros or the the calorie in calorie out like hardo people i don't know what a proper word for these people is but just the the, the hardo people on this and they say things like you know dessert is not the problem alcohol is not the problem it's just too many calories and like yeah you're you're right the problem is too many calories but like i said before nobody nobody absolutely nobody is getting too fat because they ate too much turkey, an extra piece of roast beef, or they overate on shrimps. Like that has never happened in the history of ever. It is way, way easier to overconsume calories in desserts and alcohol than it is to cons- overconsume calories on healthy foods. And if you're not sure what healthy foods are, if you have to ask yourself if it's healthy or not, it's probably not that healthy. So you already know what the healthy foods are. Don't overcomplicate this. But the point of this is just to just to just to quiet that argument of oh don't demonize food groups and don't demonize dessert and alcohol and, and I'm not demonizing it. But what I'm saying is that you are way more likely to overconsume on those unhealthy things, those easy calories, those empty calories, if you will, than you are on you know whole foods, nutritious stuff, uh, root vegetables, broccoli, whatever meats, fish, like you're not going to overdo it on that. Conceivably, yes, you could, but that is, you're far less likely to do that than you are to consume an extra thousand calories of desserts or a thousand calories of alcohol. It's very easy to do that. You wouldn't even notice. You wouldn't even feel full. It can do it in the snap of your fingers. You're not just going to eat an extra thousand calories of turkey breast. It just won't happen. So, just to just to quiet that argument because that's definitely a thing and it's definitely real but like you know just eat healthy foods for the most part and this goes beyond this but you know don't don't overconsume on the uh, on the junk stuff so that's that here's the most important thing now number five the most important thing that's going to happen and the most important way to not get fat over the holidays is about what happens after the holidays, you are highly unlikely to be perfect on your training and your diet through the holidays. And that's okay. In, in fact, it's expected. So don't let two weeks of Christmas and New Year's and whatever other holidays you celebrate to become two months. Lean into the new year, new me thing. People like to kind of shit on that and, and whatever, but I think it's something that you can lean into. It's the perfect reset point. There's no better reset point than the new year, January, we get right into it. It's even on a Monday, January 2nd, I, I believe is a Monday or whatever it is. Even if it's not, it doesn't matter. Let that be a time when you can get back into things. Already have a plan as to what's going to happen afterwards. If you have a plan now, you are significantly more likely to stick to the plan than if you wait until that comes around and then January 2nd rolls around. And by the way, I always say January 2nd, not January 1st, because January 1st is is usually, for the most part, it's already a write-off of a day. Whether you've been drinking or not the night before, you you more than likely stayed up late past midnight to to celebrate the new year and ring in the new year and all that stuff. And so you go to bed late, you you it's still a holiday day, so you may have visits with people. And so like there's not many people who are just like you know, going to bed at, you know, 10.30 p.m. on December 31st and you wake up 6 a.m. and you hit the gym on January 1st. Like, very, I'm sure there's people who do that. And if you do that, by all means, go ahead and that's fantastic for you. But for the most part, that's not what people do. And January 1 is kind of like a write-off of a day. So, like, January 2nd is the real, like, day to get going. And that's why I always say that, just about being realistic. Now I lost uh, what I was going to say, just to explain that. But 
um, yeah, just double down on getting back on track. But it, but it, it comes down to making an actual plan ahead of time. It's very hard to wake up. This is what I was gonna say. It's very hard to wake up January second and then just be like, okay, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna like make my whole plan today and I'm gonna get on track and I'm gonna buy all the right food and I'm gonna. I already have the gym membership that I'm gonna. The place that I'm going to go. I have already hired my coach. I've already done, done this. If you haven't done those things, it's very hard to just get all that sorted in a day. And then that's how, okay, I'll start looking. And then you start Googling some things. You go check out this gym. You talk to this coach. You 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 look up this workout equipment, whatever the things are. And then maybe by the end of the week, Friday or whatever, what, what day of the week is January 2nd? Let me look this up really quick. January 2nd is a Monday. Okay. I was right. So you you do this all on Monday and then, you know, by the time you, you, you've chosen a gym, maybe chosen a coach that you want to hire, maybe, you know, the, the order of your workout clothes came in or whatever stuff you need to get started, it's Friday. And you're like, ah, well, okay. Then, then it already starts to sink in so fast that it's, ah, it's already Friday. I'll start on Monday. And you've already burned the first week of the new year. And then it starts on Monday, but then the weekend, oh, and there's another friend who you didn't see over Christmas because their kid was sick. And so you didn't see them before, but now you're going to see them after. And so you see them on the weekend, you have another night of drinking and whatever. And then next Monday rolls around. Yeah, you weren't really ready. And then next thing you know, like it's already going to be January 15th and you still haven't started anything because you didn't have a plan before because you waited too long. So the moral of that story, and, and I know that that sounds harsh, but it's so true. And I hear it every single year. And I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want that to be you. So you need to start now. I wrote even a note in here and for myself that this is that I need to plug coaching in here. And I've been saying this for three months now that I do not want to take any new clients in January. And that's the worst business strategy maybe of all time for a fitness coach, for a personal trainer. But I'm so serious about it. And it's because the people who start thinking about things in January, it doesn't work out as well as you think it does in your head. It can, but it rarely does. It's the people who are prepared ahead of time and the people who take action now. When the time to start is now, you start thinking about things now. You get your workout plan ready. You have all your workout clothes ready. You've figured out the logistics of your routine, whether you're going to go to the gym on Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning or whatever works with your work and life schedule. All of those things, groceries, recipes, whatever you need, all those things have to be in place. So you hit January 2nd, you hit the ground running, you come out of the gates flying rather than starting to figure these things out in the beginning of January. It takes a couple of weeks because it never just happens on the, on the first day unless you just know everything. You've already done this before and whatever, but that's a different story. It takes a few weeks and then the next thing you know, that motivation, that new year, new me hype is already over. We're already into February and you're just bang right back into the same old habits. And then two weeks has now, the two weeks of Christmas and New Year's has become two months. February's passed and March is rolling around and you're already thinking about, wow, I should have really gotten shape for summer as the weather starts to turn. And, and this happens too often, too often. And I hate to see it and I don't want to see it be you. So to plug myself, because like I, like I reminded myself to, because I'm horrible at doing this. If you want to start getting in shape and, and you need a coach and you need all that stuff, message me right now. Don't wait until next week. Do not wait until January. I'm very unlikely to message you back in January. Things are already super busy for January because of the way things are. I've been saying this message for a couple months and I have already a bunch of new clients starting in January. There's not going to be a whole lot of time. And I promise you, if you message me in January, it will not start right away. It will be a week or two weeks and who knows what happens in those two weeks. So if you need to start, if you need a plan for starting in January, the time to start is right now. Send me a message. Uh, my email is daniel at danielyoris.com. The link to my 
uh, online coaching application page on my website will be in the show notes of this episode. And it wasn't my intention in this episode to make this a whole plug, but I am pleading with you for your own sake. If it's not, if it's not me, that that's okay. If I'm not the guy for you, I'm okay with that. But please make a plan to start your fitness journey, whether you're getting back on track or you're getting on track for the first time or anything in between. Make the plan to start right now, right now, as soon as you're done listening to this episode. I cannot be even more serious about that. And I know that I'm getting excited because I'm talking really fast. And when I start talking really fast, that's when I'm getting too excited. So I'm going to take a deep breath and you need to start all those things now. If you if you need help with that, you don't need to necessarily hire me and I, I'm okay with that. But but if you need help with just navigating this whole thing, what should you be looking for? Who should you talk to? Point you in the right direction, gyms, this, that, the other thing, just send me a message. Message me on Instagram at Daniel Yoris. Send me a message and, and I'm happy to just talk with you about it and like kind of help you navigate and all that stuff because this is very important to get right back on track. That is the number one thing that you can do. You're going to do some damage. This was about damage control, this whole episode. You're going to do some damage control or, or you need to do some damage control. And the biggest thing for damage control is stopping the damage when it's over. It's going to happen. You're going to drink. You're going to eat junk food. You're going to overindulge. You're going to stay up late. You're going to party. You're going to have fun. And I want you to do all those things, but it's got to end. It has to end at some point. And so the sooner you can stop it, the sooner you can end it and cut it off and get back to normal routine, the better off you're going to be. And you will thank me later and you will thank you later. So do it. All right. With that, I'm going to let you go. This was a, this was a good one. Uh, please share this with your friends. That's the, the biggest way that you can, you can help support this and, and as well as have an accountability buddy. Share this with a friend and say, hey, we've got we've to do these things. Share it with your partner, your, your wife, your husband, your children, your brothers and sisters, whoever, that you guys got to all stay on track together through Christmas and the holidays. These are the people to share this with because they're the ones who are sharing these holidays with you. And if you can do it together, it's going to be much more effective and much easier because there's a lot less judgment and that's a whole other you know, psychological conversation about judgment around these things and, and family support and whatnot. So share this with those people. Um, follow me on Instagram at Daniel Yoris on Twitter as well. I'm actually going to delete TikTok, but don't, don't follow me there anyways, but whatever. I don't, now I'm just rambling. Um, DanielYoris.com slash coaching for coaching applications. I'll put the link to everything in the show notes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Enjoy yourself with your family. Get right back on track. Let's train hard. Make sure you go outside. Be a good person. We'll see you next time.